Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to Mix in America, episode 11. Today, I'm talking about taking a knee now that sports are back. Um, the conversation is back about whether you kneel or not for the national anthem. And everybody is waiting to see what the NFL will do because this originated in the NFL with Colin Kaepernick back in 2016. I don't know if he's the first person to ever kneel for the national anthem at a sporting event. I know he's not the first person to ever protest the national anthem, not even at a sporting event. I remember back when I worked for the Lynx, former Governor Jesse Ventura was a season ticket holder. I believe he was at just about every game, sitting courtside for just about every home game for the Lynx, and he did not um, support the national anthem, but he would wait out in the hallway in the tunnel until the national anthem was over, and then he would come out and sit courtside and watch the game. I don't know if it was about not wanting to make a spectacle or out of respect for you know, maybe he was protesting the government, but we respected the country still that he did fight for. You know, he was a Navy SEAL, if he didn't mention that. Uh, but he did serve this country. And so, you know, maybe out of respect for the troops, he didn't want to make a scene out there. But he stayed in the tunnel for every single home game, at least while I was there. So Kaepernick didn't, didn't invent this. And obviously, he's not the only one that does it now. Uh, you see it now way more than ever. Um, I actually did a podcast. I'm doing a different podcast with AJ Mansoor from KFAN. Um, if you guys didn't know about that, it's called Here and Now. Uh, it's a pretty cool conversation with uh, influencers. Uh, we had we did one just last week with um, former Vikings fullback Jerome Felton, and he talked about this a little bit and how you know really it, it's it's in everything now. Like everybody's doing it. It's a much bigger you know. There's a lot of people who maybe were mad at the protesting before and now have changed their minds, or maybe people that didn't think it was a big deal, uh, but now they think it is. If you've watched any sports since they've come back, um, whether it's baseball, basketball, hockey, there is uh, a lot of kneeling. There's a lot of social justice conversations. Um, There's a lot of that happening right now. And a lot of the credit, good or bad, does go back to Colin Kaepernick in 2016. In 2016, Colin Kaepernick said he was protesting police brutality and the treatment of blacks in America, which is uh, obviously... What what the kneeling is happening now, the protest that's happening now, uh, is because of that police brutality and the treatment of blacks in America. And uh, what's happened the last, I mean, really, what four or five years since he started, um, since before he started kneeling, and why he was kneeling, and then what we've had just the last, you know, in 2020, specifically the George Floyd death here in Minneapolis being kind of the almost like the last straw, kind of like okay, we've had enough. Um, and things have kind of gone crazy. So no surprise that there's kneeling in sports right now. And I'll save my opinion on that, on why we kneel, on if we should kneel. I'll save that for later. I want to start actually by talking about Colin Kaepernick specifically, because this is something that I don't know. I just, a lot of people talk about Colin Kaepernick and the conversations I've had, the conversations I've heard. There's just a lot of people that don't actually know the whole story. So I'm going to do my best, first of all, to tell you the whole story. Because I think that's important to know the whole story before you make any sort of judgment on anything. Um, And I will tell this story from what I remember as a pretty hardcore football fan, as somebody who actually um, considered getting a Kaepernick jersey back before 2016. Um, When he had that Super Bowl run, I absolutely was hoping that they would beat the Ravens. Um, You know, I liked Kaepernick early in his career. He also would consistently destroy the Packers. So that's probably a good part of the reason why I liked Colin Kaepernick back then. But so so I, I was following his, his career very closely. He's also mixed like me. Um, I, I was very much interested in Colin Kaepernick's career. And I, and I really did enjoy him on the football field. 
But I also, before I, when I was preparing for this podcast, I looked up um, a lot of the stuff to make sure that I remember it right. So these are, these are the facts as far as what I was able to find and what I found matched up with my memory of it. So I can almost guarantee you these are the facts. Um, just laying out the timeline kind of, of Colin Kaepernick's uh, NFL career. So he was very talented, no question about that. Played at Nevada, which is a smaller school, so people questioned whether his uh, talent at that level could get to the next level of the NFL. Uh, the 49ers traded up to draft him. At the time, they had Alex Smith, who was a former number one overall pick, um, but maybe hadn't fully lived up to the hype. Uh, in 2012, the Niners were off to a good start. Alex Smith got hurt. Colin Kaepernick came in for him. There was a chance that he was probably the future of that organization anyways, um, but it started right away in his second year when Alex Smith got a concussion and the 49ers kept winning. So I remember the debates, the conversations about, okay, now that Alex Smith is healthy, does he go back in because we know what he can do or do we continue to ride uh, this young kid who's doing all sorts of stuff, um, but it really was the defense that was winning those games, right? That, the 49ers were first and foremost a defensive team. Colin Kaepernick brought... Um, some dimensions to the game that Alex Smith didn't have, right? Some extra athleticism, uh, had a great deep ball. But Alex Smith was that consistent veteran who, especially on a defensive-led team, maybe you want somebody who's not going to make the mistakes. Alex Smith has always kind of been a game manager. Colin Kaepernick gave you another dimension with his athleticism uh, that, that Alex Smith didn't, actu- didn't, didn't give you. And so there was a, maybe, maybe the ceiling was higher, was higher with Colin Kaepernick. Um, so they went with Colin Kaepernick. The rest of the 2012 season, and the team kept winning, so Cap kept playing, and they they kept winning all the way to the Super Bowl, where they lost in that Super Bowl. Let me go on a rant here. They lost because when they were down on the goal line, he threw to at the end of the game, he threw to Crabtree instead of Randy Moss. I think like three times he kept throwing to Crabtree, and it didn't work. And you had Randy Moss, arguably the best receiver to ever play. Yes, he was he was past his prime, but you had Randy Moss on the other side. Throw it up to him. Give the GOAT a chance to make a play to win a Super Bowl. Okay, sorry about that, guys. So then they came back the next year. Uh, they were hyped, excited. People thought, you know, they were the favorites to win. Obviously, Cap was the starter this year, no no question. Uh, another good year. Went to the NFC Championship game. Lost to the Seahawks, who eventually won the Super Bowl. And after that season, that's when he got his big contract. Uh, big contracts are going to bring criticism. Because, like I said, it was a great defensive team. Um, so you question whether or not that quarterback is actually worth that much money or if it's the defense that's winning. And there was already discussion about our defense is starting to figure Colin Kaepernick out. Like, yes, when he came to the league, that athleticism was crazy. And he has a great deep ball. Nobody's ever questioned his arm. But are they starting to figure him out? Because in the NFL, you can't get by on talent alone. You can't get by on just your athleticism. Um, You have to be able to transition into a more pocket passer. You have to be able to read defenses. I'm not saying you can't run at all, but you have to be able to read the defenses. Um, and there was questions on whether Kaepernick could actually do that and whether he could make it to the next level. Now the defenses are trying to figure out, can he continue continue to progress? Um, other questions about even his commitment to the game, right? Um, 2014, the 49ers finished 8-8. Eight and eight. Okay, whatever, but Jim Harbaugh left for Michigan. So they go out a new coach in 2015. And in that season, Colin Kaepernick got benched for Blaine Gabbert. If you guys are like, what? Who's Blaine Gabbert? Exactly. Um, Blaine Gabbert was never really much of anything in the NFL. Mostly a disappointment for a first-round pick. But he was he was given the job over Colin Kaepernick because he struggled, whether you want to blame the coach or whatever it was. 
Um, they didn't have a good season. He got benched for Blaine Gabbert. 2016, that coach was fired, and they got a new coach, Chip Kelly, um, who, who many thought would be a perfect fit for Colin Kaepernick uh, and his running ability because that's what Chip Kelly did at Oregon with Marcus Mariota, and you thought, okay, if they can do this with Cap at the NFL, this is going to be special. But Cap did um, lose a lot of weight in that offseason. Uh, they say he went vegan. Um, they also, he had some surgeries and stuff. So maybe that was an excuse, but you hear those questions about the commitment to his game again, right? Uh, if he's losing all this weight and he comes in, not fully in, in football shape, who, by the way, is someone who relied mostly on his athleticism, or let's say some people thought he only relied on his athleticism. If he's losing some of that athleticism, then you wonder what he can do, right? Blaine Gabbard got the start at the beginning of the year. Eventually went back to Colin Kaepernick, but the team only won two games. And 2016 is also when he started kneeling after that season he was released. So whether it was the kneeling or the two wins um, or the big contract, Colin Kaepernick was released after the 2016 season. So um, it's also when photos were released of him wearing socks with pigs as police officers during training camp. Uh, He also started dating this. Um, controversial, I'll say media personality with some loud opinions. Um, also that, that weight loss that he had in the off season, right before 2016, all of those could have been factors. My opinion are factors in why Colin Kaepernick was released. Um, but the kneeling is what was, what got all of the attention. It started in the preseason. Actually, he sat on the bench during the national anthem during one preseason game. After that first time sitting on the bench, he went and talked to a veteran that he knew and asked him, um, about whether it was disrespectful or not or what he should do. And the, the veteran told him to kneel instead of sit because kneeling could still be a sign of respect um, while still protesting um, the national anthem and police brutality and the treatment of blacks in America. So he did. So the next game he kneeled, and I think Eric Reed kneeled with him, and everybody saw it, and it got everyone's attention. So then you know what happened from there. Uh, he did get released after the 2016 season. Uh, never got another NFL contract. Um, now we're looking at, what, four years later. Um, still has not played another down in the NFL. Um, there's been rumors and things about other teams reaching out, or maybe I think the Broncos said that they reached out right away. They tried to get something. I think he might have um, worked out with the Seahawks or something, um, although the Seahawks have their starting quarterback, so I don't think they're interested in bringing in Colin as a backup. Uh, but that's that's kind of where the story went. That's kind of the background. That's that's the nuts and bolts. That's the details. Uh, that's the timeline. That's what actually happened. Uh, none of those things can really be disputed, right? That That's Colin Kaepernick's NFL career. So let me give my opinion now on some of those events and what happened. My opinion on Colin Kaepernick, like I said, I actually really liked him early in his career. Um, I think he was already on the decline. I think he relied on too much on talent alone and never really developed his pocket presence, never really figured out how to properly read a defense. And I believe that team that went to the Super Bowl was probably going there anyway with Alex Smith. It was the defense that brought that team there, and maybe they didn't go to the Super Bowl without with, with Alex Smith, but that team was really good. I don't think Colin Kaepernick brought them to the Super Bowl. I believe Colin Kaepernick's probably good enough to be a backup in the NFL. But... NFL teams don't want talented backups. Look around the league, right? Maybe for a year, if they have a young guy, they'll let him sit to learn if they're the future of the organization. You know, think of Patrick Mahomes, his first year with the Chiefs, right? But a a veteran, talented backup, teams don't necessarily want that. What they want is a smart, 
hardworking backup who can contribute to the quarterback room specifically, right? Somebody that understands the game and can contribute to that, um, but also to the to the team as a whole, to the atmosphere of the team as a whole, who works hard, who encourages guys, who's a good locker room guy, um, and honestly, someone who doesn't bring a lot of media attention. Uh, nobody wants, no NFL team wants a lot of attention from their backup quarterback. Same reason Tim Tebow is not in the league. Tim Tebow, I believe, also is talented enough, was talented enough to be a backup quarterback in the NFL. Um, but you don't want all that media attention for your backup quarterback. Again, you could argue whether Tebow's kneeling was better or worse than Colin Kaepernick's kneeling. And people go on different sides. Some people hate that Tebow kneeled. Some people love that Tebow kneeled. Some people hate that Kaepernick kneeled. Some people love that Kaepernick kneeled, right? Some people love Tebow's religion. Some people hated Tebow's religion. The point is he got too much media attention for the talent that he was worth and nobody wants that much attention in a backup quarterback. I also believe that Colin Kaepernick uh, doesn't have any interest in being a backup quarterback. I believe he wants to start if he's going to play. Uh, he could have, if he and if he really wanted to play, and, you know, talk about questions of how much he loved the game and his commitment to football. I believe if he wanted to play, he could have gone to Canada. Uh, I know, or I saw reports that he had offers from the AAF and the XFL um, who, you know, aren't around anymore. So maybe, maybe it wouldn't have worked out that well for him anyways, but he did, he did have offers and he said, no, um, I believe it's because he wanted more money. Uh, maybe he wanted more exposure. Maybe he didn't love football enough. I don't know. I'm not in his head, but, um, I don't believe he really wanted to play that much. I also know that while he wasn't playing, he had a Nike contract where he was making money still. Um, and he, they ended up releasing a commercial with him um, where he was kind of the face of the, the Nike commercial of the new campaign. And the campaign had a lot to do with him not playing football anymore and kind of painting him as a martyr. So if he would have taken a job in the NFL then that Nike commercial wouldn't have worked out. So I'm not sure how much money Nike was paying him. Um, but he probably couldn't go back to the NFL by that point, right? Um, maybe afterward, but I know he did have a lawsuit with the, with the NFL that he eventually settled for millions of dollars in 2019. I don't know if the number actually came out. Um, I didn't look it up. But millions of dollars that he got from the NFL in a settlement, which I, personally I don't think is a good look um, because I think if it's about the cause, you keep fighting and I think if it's about football, then you don't worry about the money and you and you you find a way to go play. So to me, taking the settlement makes it seem like it's more about the money. Um, again, I'm not trying to judge him based on that. I don't actually know the full details. Um, but again, this is just my opinion. Um, and that's my opinion on Colin Kaepernick. When it comes to my opinion on kneeling specifically, um, you know, I did read that Kaepernick talked to a veteran specifically who told him to kneel. I also believe kneeling is better than uh, burning your city to the ground. So, I mean, for people that are were mad about him kneeling and now they're mad about um, the riots and things and they say, why can't you peacefully protest? Well, Kaepernick did peacefully protest and you got mad at him about that as well. So maybe you just don't want any protesting at all. I don't agree with that. He was protesting specifically police brutality and systemic racism. Um, I've given some of my opinions on that in, in past podcasts so you guys can listen to that um, and make up and you can make up your own mind. Um, whether or not that's even worth protesting. Yeah, I'm not going to go into my opinion on that here, but um, there's definitely, look around you in America right now, there's definitely still issues. Um, so if you want to say how bad the issues are, how widespread it is, um, and you want to try to figure out what a solution might be, well, then then I say go for it. 
let's for sure have the conversations, but to flat out say there's nothing wrong and you shouldn't protest at all, I think to me seems wrong. To me, I, I think you can't acknowledge that there's no problems at all. You might not acknowledge how how widespread racial problems are in America, um, but but there are problems. And I, I don't know how you could look at somebody protesting um, and say, what are you protesting? The, to me, there's there's clearly something to protest. Um, again, to what extent? I don't know, but but there's definitely conversations to have. I will say for me personally, I would stand, um, but I don't think you have to. So people say that that it dishonors the military and the veterans, disrespects the military and the veterans. Um, but those those veterans that people are saying are disrespected, they actually fought for your freedom to peacefully protest. Like that's part of the freedoms in America that we have is to peacefully protest. So I believe that those veterans fought for your right to not stand. But that's exactly why I would stand and why I do stand because they fought and died for my freedoms to do that. So I, I, be, I believe in standing and showing respect, not just for them, but for the country, because I do think we live in a great country and I know there's issues with it. Obviously, absolutely there's issues, but we have, our country has flaws, but I, I do, I do love this country and I do absolutely support those, um, again, who fought and died they fought for my rights, and that's why I stand. And if you don't stand, that's fine. They fought for that right as well, for you to protest and not have to stand for that flag. But then there's people who just say, well, we want our sports and politics separate. And actually, I generally ag- agree. Uh, I go to sports to to get an escape from a lot of different things, and I just want to enjoy sports. And honestly, I want to be able to cheer for a team, for an athlete, regardless of their political affiliations. Like, I don't, I don't want to know if you vote Democrat or Republican because – I don't want to, I'm not going to base my favorite players on who they vote for in the presidential election, right? That I, I don't want, I don't even want to think about it, right? Um, but I do believe if you have something that you strongly believe in and you've been given a platform, then you should use that platform for good. I am a huge fan of Christian athletes speaking out about their faith and being a role model, but, but you can't have it both ways, right? I understand that. Uh, if I if I want athletes to quote unquote shut up and dribble, then that means I wouldn't be happy when guys like Kurt Warner back in my day, or you know maybe it's Steph Curry now, or Kirk Cousins when they stand up and are vocal about their faith. I, I support that. I love that. So I, I believe if there is something that you truly believe in, that you have a platform to do something about it, then you should do something about it. So while I don't love politics and sports colliding all the time. I get it. Um, and I, and I do believe that uh, race in America goes way beyond politics. So I, that's not even necessarily all about politics. The other thing about this taking a knee, protesting the anthem sort of thing is um, what's the point? And I don't mean that like in a, this is stupid kind of thing. I mean that in a, what are you trying to accomplish? What's the goal of this? Maybe that's a better way to say it. What is the goal of this? Um, I know they'll say police brutality. I know they'll say um, the unfair treatment of black people in America. But first of all, um, what's the purpose of protest in general? Uh, and then what's the point of this specific protest, right? So protest, in my opinion, from, from my understanding is to get people's attention, right? To maybe make people uncomfortable. That's why you block roadways. That's why you, um, sit in places you're not, they don't want you to sit. Um, you want to get their attention, ruffle some feathers, right? Everybody 
in America, and quite frankly, there's probably a lot of people across the world, are looking now. They're watching. They're seeing. You got their attention. Everybody's looking at you. Everybody's talking about Colin Kaepernick. Everybody's talking about the NBA and what they're doing now. When um, a hockey player kneels during the national anthem, it's national news. You got people's attention. So now the next thing is, what are you going to do with it? What what do these protests hope to accomplish, right? Um, when is the kneeling going to end? And I don't mean that in a, I want it to end. I mean in a, what's the end game for this? What's the goal for this? What is, when this happens, then I can stop kneeling because our goal has been accomplished. And that's one thing that's bothered me about this kneeling since the very beginning is, what are we trying to accomplish? I, I When I... I'm the kind of person that has to set a goal, has to have something accomplishable, has to be something that I'm doing. If I'm if I'm protesting, I want to know what the protest is going to accomplish. If I'm doing anything in life, I don't do anything in life for no reason. Whatever I do, I'm hoping to accomplish something. When I go to work during the day, I don't just go to collect a paycheck. I go to accomplish something while I'm there. So if you're going to take a knee and you're going to tell me you're protesting something, then tell me, what are you protesting exactly? Is there a law that you want changed? Is there, um, and I'm not saying that that there isn't, maybe there is, but what what specifically can we do? What, what steps can we do? What progress can we make? Um, I feel like that's kind of where I've been with a lot of this stuff and, and really why I did this podcast. Uh, part of why I started was I was like, what do we do now? Like, what's the next step? Uh, and I don't have the answers for that. So I think for me, I'm doing what I can do. Uh, and using my voice to start these conversations. Um, but there's got to be some people with some great ideas, some things we can do. Are there laws we can change, policies we can put in place? What can be done? Talking specifically from a sports or football NFL standpoint, can your league do something? Can your owners do something? Can they um, provide some money to outreach programs? Can they help funding schools in in low-income areas in your cities, Right. What, what can be done? I want to know what specifically are we trying to accomplish with the kneeling? What's the goal here? So again, it's a complicated subject. Uh, I don't have all the answers. Uh, my goal for this episode and really for this whole podcast is just to share my perspective with you. Uh, maybe a different perspective, maybe a way you haven't thought before. Maybe get you just to think, to see things a little bit differently and think about things a little bit differently. I don't know. I think a good, I think a good solution might be what, what baseball did, I think, in their first game back. Both teams kneeled before the anthem, and then they stood for the anthem. So they took the time and acknowledged there was a problem. But then they stood in unity and respect for the nation. They stood together, right? And then and they honored those who fought and died to protect it. So the NBA has gone way beyond kneeling. Um, they put names and phrases on the back of their jerseys um, for social justice issues, which I'm not actually a huge fan of because where do you draw that line, Right. Um, if somebody wanted to show support for the police on the back of their jersey in the NBA, would that be allowed right now? Could you say back the blue line? Could you say um, support police? It's, it can get very controversial very quick. Could you put Trump's name on the back of your jersey? Like if you support him, like it, it, I would say probably not. They, I don't think they'd like that. I don't know if those would get approved. So I think you got to be careful uh, when you allow quote unquote politics into sports Um there has to be a line drawn somewhere and you can't only allow one expression, right? You have to, you have to allow more than that. And you have to allow somebody, I mean, God forbid somebody in the NBA wanted to wear 
a shirt that said white power or something, right? Like, obviously that's not okay. Obviously they shouldn't allow that, but, um, but where do you draw that line? How do you decide what's okay and what's not? Because in my opinion, they should be able to wear something that says support the police because I think that's okay. But someone trying to support the police right now would not go over well, which is kind of crazy to think. But interesting side note is that LeBron didn't put anything special on the back of his jersey. He just put his name. Um, I know he wasn't the only one to do it. I think Kawhi Leonard didn't put his name, whatever. I single out LeBron not because I'm always trying to rip LeBron, but because he's someone who's been extremely vocal all the time about things. Um, and so it's weird that now the NBA like gives him the platform and tells him to do that. And now he won't make a stand on on political things or on social justice issues. He just puts his name on the back. I thought that was kind of weird, random side note, but pretty much all players and coaches kneel during the NBA and the ones that didn't got ripped, which seems really weird to me because the same people who ripped, let's say Jonathan Isaac for not kneeling supported Cap when he was the only one to kneel. So if if, if you believe that Cap had the freedom to kneel back in 2016, then don't you believe Jonathan Isaac should be allowed to stand free of persecution now? Um, but... Again, it's complicated issues because I think it comes down to whether you support that person or not, which is super weird, and whether you support their issue or not, or whether um, it's a complicated subject, and I don't have all the answers. My goal for this, and really for this entire podcast, is to share a different perspective with you, maybe make you think a little differently, see the world a little bit differently from my perspective. Not that I believe I have the right perspective, although I do, I believe I'm okay that I could be wrong, I could, I, I'm okay if you have a different perspective. But, but to challenge that perspective, to see things differently, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully you at least take the time to listen to people, hear from people, talk to people that think a little bit differently than you, for you to hear that different perspective. Um, I did also specifically want to explain Colin Kaepernick's complicated career because it really annoys me when people simplify it and it happens on both sides. They either say he's a martyr and he would be winning MVPs and Super Bowls right now if it wasn't for the racist NFL owners that don't want a proud black quarterback. Or they just say he sucks. And they're like, nope, Kaepernick sucks. He's got no place in the NFL. There's no reason. It's way more complicated than that. And honestly, most issues are, most things are in life are more complicated than that. But that's all I'm going to talk about today. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for those that have listened to the other uh, 10 episodes before this. If you haven't, go back, listen to some of them. Um, I think I think it's pretty interesting, especially some of these conversations that I've had with, you know, my parents, with my wife, with my cousin. Um, had a great conversation um, actually just a couple of days ago with Jake Wenicke. He uh, and his wife, he's from Maple Grove. He plays in the CFL right now and played one preseason with the Vikings. Uh, but he's white, married to a black woman from Africa. Um, and they just had their first child. Super good conversation. These are two great people. Um, really enjoyed our conversation. Like, honestly, I think it was really good. You'll definitely want to listen to that. And that'll be next Monday. Uh, join me for episode 12 of Mixin' America.